0: Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. I'm Sandy Johnston, host of this podcast, and I am a Woman's Transformation Coach, Consultant and Energetic Healer. Before we dive into today's show, I just want to mention that I include the top 10 tips and takeaways towards the end of each show to give you prompts, to focus on and think about and try to apply in your life when you resonate with the things that are being said. If you are unable to listen to the whole episode for whatever reason, I really recommend you take a quick minute to listen to the top takeaways from each show as this could really help you with the challenges that you may be going through. Okay, now let's get into the show. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. On today's episode, we're going to talk about attracting more love and abundance into your life. I think it's fair to say that most people would really like to attract more of these two things into their lives. Now, my main point of focus is to talk about ways to attract more love and abundance into your life, as well as some of the things that might be stopping you from being able to attract more of this into your life. There are a long list of reasons why you might not be able to to attract more love and abundance into your life and I'm not going to cover all of them in this single episode, it would be too much to cover in a single episode. But my main objective today is to give you something that I have created to help you to start to heal a part of you, which may be one of the reasons I have mentioned that you are struggling to attract more love and abundance into your life. I have created a guided meditation for love and abundance for this very purpose and you will be able to receive this as a gift. I will have a link to it in the episode notes for you to access this gift or you can just go to www.sandyj.com.au to access this free gift. Now Why did I choose to create a guided meditation for this purpose? Guided meditation speaks to your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is very powerful. It makes up about 95% of your brain power. This is why it is so important to work on your subconscious mind to create new thought patterns and change outdated beliefs which do not serve you and your highest good. Now the subconscious mind is driven by emotions. Now, how does this translate to you if you have been through some form of abuse and you are looking for ways to deal with your challenges and to heal and to recover from the experiences that you have been through? Now if you are a victim or a survivor of some form of abuse then the chances are your heart has been broken and along with it your trust in the person that hurt you. Perhaps those who are close to you, who you had hoped might be able to help you more. And maybe even in yourself, and perhaps even in the universe too. You may be easily triggered and fear may be one of the most common emotions you are experiencing as a result of all that you have been through. Chances are that fear is stopping you in all sorts of ways from being open to give and receive. And if this is the case, then your subconscious mind will be driven by these feelings of fear and anxiety. And there may be a chance that you are also feeling depleted and you may not feel like you have anything left to give. Again, if this is the case, then your subconscious mind will be responding to this lack of energy and vitality and will be trying to protect you from being drained any further or from being hurt more than what you already have been so your subconscious mind does a very very good job of trying to protect you from being hurt and it doesn't want you to be hurt anymore either and so it may be keeping you closed off from pretty much any new opportunity because It is just doing its job and is trying to protect you from any more pain. And your subconscious mind does not know how to tell the difference between real and perceived pain. So when opportunity knocks on your door, your subconscious mind will not want to open that door for fear that there will be something there on the other side that may hurt you. Does this make sense? Now perhaps I will just try and explain the difference between real and perceived fear. So let me just give you an example of real and perceived fear. Real fear is when someone is actively trying to hurt you in some way whether that be physically, sexually, financially or psychologically. A good example of this is when we are still in the cycle of abuse and have not broken ties with our abuser yet. Now I'll give you an example of perceived fear by just sharing a story with you from the time that I was in an abusive relationship. And this example Relates to the long lasting effects of the financial abuse, which was part of the abuse and cycle of abuse that I was subjected to. And before I jump into the story, I will just share with you that 99% of women who are in abusive relationships are financially abused too. And what this financial abuse does is create trauma with finance and money. It undermines our security and threatens our existence which is completely destabilizing. This creates a story in our subconscious mind in which our subconscious mind is convinced that we lack security and we have a scarcity and a survival mentality. Does that make sense? Okay, now back to the example I was going to share about perceived fear. Now, I had lost all financial security in the abusive relationship that I was in. I lost all my assets. I lost my house. I lost my car. And there were countless times where I would do something very basic like go to the supermarket checkout and there would be insufficient funds in my bank account to pay for the groceries and it would come as a rude shock to me because somehow between the time that I had last checked my bank account and the time I got to the supermarket, funds had been depleted from my account unbeknownst to me. So the reason why is because my abuser would drain my account and this would, as I said, it would take me by surprise and it would leave me in such a horrible, embarrassing situation at a supermarket checkout where I would then have to return things and just try and put through the absolute basic essentials and if it was something like under $20 and just try and get some things through that transaction which is really really just it just gives you such a hard knock to your self-esteem to be feeling that rock bottom that you can't even go through the supermarket checkout without being embarrassed because you're confronted with this knowledge where the cashier is there on one side and you're on the other and it bounces there's just you know it's declined And this sends such a rude shock of a message, you know, into our subconscious that we don't have enough. And this experience which creates this trauma becomes embedded in our subconscious. And because this is our subconscious has learned from this experience, our subconscious then believes that this is our reality. So just things got so bad in that situation for me where I had lost control of my finances to the point where I was actually sleeping with my purse underneath my pillow at night in case my ex would break into the house during the middle of the night and try and steal from me while I was sleeping. I was a bit like, mm, you know, sleeping with one eye open because I couldn't rest, because I couldn't trust that he would not take more from me. And I was just trying to keep my head above water, looking after my children and myself and meeting my responsibilities which was to pay the rent to make sure that we had electricity to make sure that we had access to gas to make sure that we had you know running water all of those basic needs and my whole focus was just on keeping those things constant in our lives, not having disruptions with those so that the children would have those basic needs being met, which would provide them with a level of security. And I had to fight tooth and nail to keep that security in our lives. But what this did with all this trauma that I experienced from that, it left me with a survival mentality and it left me with a scarcity mindset and this is something that I needed to find ways to heal and it took me time after fleeing from that relationship to understand that the difference between real and perceived fear so I, at that time those fears were very real for me but after exiting the relationship and I no longer had you know that pressure of having my ex drain my accounts or steal from me because he didn't know where we were I was left with perceived fear and my perceived fear at that time, for a very, very long time, and this trauma was something that I had to work on for a long time to begin to recover from it, was to the point where I would try and access my banking online because there was a need for me to do it. And that reason would normally be because I had a bill to pay and I needed to go and do some online banking to pay that bill. But whenever I had to go through that process, I would be absolutely terrified, terrified that I was going to be greeted by seeing my bank account being drained and depleted. That was still my fear. My fear was that somehow my ex was still going to find a way to get into my account and to take away whatever I had. And not only did this damage you know, my ability to manage my finances through simple things like paying bills online it also really damaged me and it was part another thing in which i needed to heal was just to be able to do basic budgeting because i had this fear around money that it, there there was never enough money in my mind and i was always scared too scared to just go through the exercise of simple budgeting because my fear was that no matter what budget I was going to try and create that I would not have enough to actually meet the needs of my budget or if I did there would be nothing left over and I would feel as though I was always and I would feel as though I was always at threat of there not being enough for some reason do you know that feeling of in one hand there's an expression in one hand and out the other that's what my subconscious mind believed about money that was the story that my subconscious mind had been made to believe because of the very real experiences that I had and even when My life changed and started turning around and things started to improve in my life. My mind was still trained to believe that there was lack, there was scarcity, and I was still very much afraid when it came to money coming into my life and staying in my life. because of that loss of security that I felt and if you're listening to this episode and if you have been through similar experiences to those that I've just, just described to you then this is the reason why I've created this guided meditation. What guided meditations do is they work on your subconscious mind. So basically we need to feel secure to begin to heal and to be open to give and receive love and abundance in our lives. Now where is this security going to come from? the first thing we must do to feel secure is to find more peace in our lives. I've just described to you all the fear that we feel because of the traumas and the experiences and the hurts that we've been through. Now what we need to do to begin to heal from those experiences, from those hurts, from those traumas, Is we need to start feeling peace in our lives in place of fear. So when we start to experience peace in our lives, then our subconscious mind is being told another story. We're replacing the old story, we're replacing that reaction that we have, which is fear based. Because we are now beginning to experience peace again and our subconscious mind is reminded this is what peace feels like. And peace can be a part of our lives. Our lives do not have to be ruled by fear. But if we want to change that with our subconscious, we need to work on it we need to engage in a path to recovery so there's a there's a saying in the bible seek and ye shall find now I'm not going to get all religious on you I'm just using that as a reference to talk about a universal truth If you want peace and security in your life, you must look at how you can attain this. And if you have an overly anxious mind because of trauma, then it is really important that you find ways to calm your mind and calm your nervous system. It is really important that you work on finding calm so that your subconscious mind can be open to receive a message that you are okay, that you are supported by the universe, that your needs are met in the moment. Now, there is a famous saying by Henry Ford, if you think you can, you can and if you think you can't, you can't. This is exactly how the subconscious mind operates. So if the subconscious mind thinks you don't have security, then it will keep you at that level, no matter how hard you might be trying to achieve something different. This is the power of the mind. So what we need to do is get the subconscious mind working for us. We need our subconscious mind to believe that we have security and new opportunities are always there when we need them for our growth and our development. This is a process and this process takes time and plenty of practice. One of the practices which I use is guided meditations and I use them daily. I do at least one to two guided meditations daily to retrain my subconscious mind that I am safe and secure and open to give and receive abundance in all its forms. And I have mentors who have helped me to get to this place of transformation in my life. And I am the happiest I have ever been. And my desire is for you to have this too. And that's why I have created this guided meditation for love and abundance. In order for you to heal the flow of abundance, you must heal your heart. As I said, your heart has been broken and will understandably be putting up walls to try and keep you safe. But these walls are also blocking the flow of all that is good into your life. Now if you are new to meditation or you think meditation isn't for you I'll just go over a few proven benefits to meditation which will hopefully persuade you to be open to give it a try. Some of the emotional benefits of meditation include gaining a new perspective on stressful situations Building skills to manage your stress. Increasing self-awareness. Keeping you grounded and focusing on the present. Reducing negative emotions. Increasing imagination and creativity. Increasing patience and tolerance. And meditation has been linked to larger amounts of grey matter in the hippocampus areas of the brain. What this means is that the more grey matter, the more this can lead to positive emotions, longer lasting emotional stability and an increased ability to focus during daily life. So for victims and survivors of abuse, meditation has many benefits. I remember when I first started learning the art of mindfulness when I was still caught in a cycle of abuse. I listened to a fantastic audiobook called Buddhism for Mothers and I started putting active meditation to practice in the height of a very stressful environment and situation. The first practice I learned was to engage with an ordinary activity which was part of my day-to-day routine and for me that was washing the dishes. With young children there never seemed to be an end to the pile of dishes that needed to be washed rather than get resentful that I was standing at the sink again (laughs) cleaning up everyone else's mess and the thought of cleaning up everyone else's mess was really about my anger and frustration at the time of having to clean up after the mess my abusive partner made in my life. But getting angry and resentful wasn't helping me to stay calm, to work through my challenges with any objectivity. I had a very short fuse at the time and I was very quick to react to everything. I knew that mindfulness would help me to become less reactive and more able to respond to what was needed in each moment of the day. With everything that I was dealing with, it was easy to feel overwhelmed and this feeling was only feeding the levels of my anxiety. I was a stressed out mess, so stressed that one day I saw a black dot travel across my eye, which was as close as I wanted to come to experiencing a stroke I knew that the stress of the situation was driving me into the ground and I needed to find a way to keep going. And so I started practicing mindfulness at the kitchen sink. I would simply focus on the task at hand. I would notice the scene outside my kitchen window as I stood at the sink. I would listen to the sounds inside and outside as I cleaned the dishes I would notice the soap suds on my hands and the sensation of water splashing over my hands and the dishes as I rinsed them off I would notice each dish as I cleaned it and placed it in the dish rack to dry I would try and notice everything in that moment and allow other destructive thoughts that might enter my mind as I stood there to drift away as I replaced them with thoughts of the bird flying past the window or the spider web at the corner of the window, just anything that was actually there in those present moments. This was a grounding exercise and, most importantly, it was a calming exercise. Knowing how important it is to your recovery to experience as much calm in your day is the reason I created this first guided meditation as a gift to help you heal your heart, to let the stress drift away and to allow an openness for you to be able to experience more calm, more love and more abundance. Now, there are many other techniques I teach and use in my coaching and healing work, whether it is one-on-one coaching or healing or in a workshop or in a program. But this is something that I hope will help you and I hope you will use daily for at least two months to start healing what needs to be healed in you. You're, of course, welcome to get in contact with me if you want to come and work with me. I would love that. There is a link in the episode notes to make this super easy. And I just want to make a mention too, if you're not a member yet of the Rise Up with Tiara's Tears and Triumphs Facebook group, there is also a link in the episode notes for you to be able to join this This community, which is a growing community of women, is there to support women and help them through their challenges as well as to inspire them to rise to their highest value. You are very, very welcome to join me in this group. I would love to help and support you on your journey Now, I hope that this episode helps you and I hope that you found value in it. If you haven't tried meditation or mindfulness yet, I encourage you to use this episode as the prompt to get started with it and to start learning more about mindfulness and more about meditation. I've often heard people say meditation doesn't work for me. I've tried it and I just can't still myself and I understand what that's like because I've been there too and I know what an overly anxious mind feels like and I'll just give you a few tips here for if this is something that you feel that you are struggling with is that you need to remove distractions from around you when you do a guided meditation so for instance this guided meditation that I am gifting you is an audio visual meditation you don't need to watch the whole vision part of the meditation to um to benefit from this guided meditation there'll be a point in the guided meditation where I will guide you to close your eyes and to listen as I instruct you but what I mean that about removing distractions is I mean be in a quiet space do it at a time where your kids aren't vying for your attention or other things aren't vying for your attention. Try and find a quiet space where no one is going to interrupt you and you can just have some quiet time on your own. Now, the reason that I've created a guided meditation is because one of the things, the stumbling blocks blocks for people who feel that they can't meditate is when they try and go into a meditative state on their own without any guidance and when they do this they have all of these thoughts bombarding their mind and they can't quiet and still their mind to get through a meditation time and so instead of feeling good at the end of the meditation time that they've tried to sit there and do a meditation they might walk away from that meditation time feeling frustrated, feeling as though they've failed because they haven't been able to get a hold of meditation and how to do it. So guided meditations are fantastic and it doesn't matter what level of uh, meditation experience you have. Guided meditations are a really useful tool because there's somebody else guiding you through that meditation and you have somebody else's voice to focus on you have the sounds that go along with that guided meditation which will help you to calm your nervous system which will help you to feel calm as you go through and listen to that guided meditation you really need only to be present and to be open to participate in the guided meditation and if it doesn't work for you the first time I really encourage you to not give up to keep trying because especially especially if you are a victim or a survivor of domestic abuse or other some other form of abuse because fear anxiety is just a big part of Um, what you may be experiencing. And uh, you may be in a very hypervigilant mode where you're just really wired to be very reactive. And when you are in that state of being wired to be very reactive, it is very challenging to still yourself enough to be responsive to anything but this is why I have created this guided meditation for you because I want you to begin this practice and over time you will get better and better at it it's like everything and so I don't want you to give up if you struggle with the first few tries of doing a guided meditation but please go into it with the space to be able to find that place of calm find that place of peace please don't try and meditate while you are busy doing other things I spoke about an active meditation during this episode that is fine for mindfulness it's a really good exercise in mind becoming mindful and becoming more present Um, in the moment so I have this example of that word mindful okay if you break that word into two words the first part of the word is mind the second part of the word is full I know that mindful is only spelt with one l but let's just say we've separated it and suddenly that second word is spelt with two l's now this is why you need to practice mindfulness is because your mind is full and what we need to do to calm ourselves is to be mindful of our present moment so that's what it's all about it is actually learning to be present in the moment not worrying about what might happen in the future and not being preoccupied with what has happened in the past, but just bringing ourselves to the here and the now. So I hope that some of the things that I've talked about have given you a better understanding about meditation, about the value in meditation and the value in mindfulness. And I really hope that this guided meditation that I've created which is to heal your heart and in healing your heart is to allow the flow of love and abundance to flow freely into your life so that you are able to give freely and you are able to receive freely. So we just want to get rid of those blocks that are limiting you are limiting your growth are limiting your development are limiting your healing. So please give this meditation a try and I send you lots and lots of love and light and wish you well. I just want to leave you with the top tips and takeaways from today's episode. Here are some good reasons to meditate and practice mindfulness. Some of the emotional benefits of meditation include gaining a new perspective on stressful situations, building skills to manage your stress, increasing self-awareness, keeping you grounded and focusing on the present, reducing negative emotions increasing imagination and creativity, increasing patience and tolerance and meditation has been linked to larger amounts of gray matter in the hippocampus area of the brain. What this means is that the more gray matter the more this can lead to positive emotions, longer lasting emotional stability and an increased ability to focus during daily life. When we focus on our present in practicing mindfulness, it helps us not to waste precious energy worrying about the future and feeling hurt by the past, which gives us more energy to deal with whatever challenges we are currently facing, which leads to feeling less stressed, anxious and depressed which leads to greater focus, which leads to being more grounded and feeling more secure, which leads to more objectivity, which leads to creativity, which leads to more emotional stability, which leads to better relationships, which leads to to greater productivity which leads to a sense of satisfaction, purpose and accomplishment. The real question is not why practice meditation and mindfulness, it is why wouldn't you practice meditation and mindfulness when the benefits are so great for yourself and for all who you encounter. I hope that you got value out of this episode and I hope you experience more peace, joy, love and abundance in your life. Stay safe and stay well, Sandy. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship, and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, but when I turned a corner in my life, the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you tune in again for the tiara's tears and triumphs podcast helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow hosted by me sandy J. this program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset spells out how to spot the red flags advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to make these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles i am a survivor and i use my experience and skills to help other women like me please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity kindness and compassion are treasured And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe. Sandy.